0: Today, in Future History. Welcome, sentient beings. For every grain of sand on a particular beach, there are events of such insignificant significance that have been entirely ignored by prominent and sane scholars of every age and from every domain. Fortunately, We have our own experts scour the unpopular journals and small notes found crumpled in trash cans, or large documents reconstructed from shredded and burned refuse. Although highly inaccurate, we have a concentrated probability that something along these lines happened on this date, August the 5th. Today is the probably generally accepted date on which the last known use of a metal crimping paper fastener was catalogued. It was a planned event, with over 10,000 in attendance to watch. There were streamers and balloons, and a retro musical performance by the Elastic Band Band. The celebration was held in the city of San Francisco, in what was once known as the federal state of California in direct contradiction to a standing law, which almost turned the protest into an enforcement action. In Los Angeles, nearly five years before, Executive Secretary Barry Manilow, carelessly and with undue care, according to the extensive legal examinations later, attached a receipt for dry-cleaning to a laundry bag using a metal crimping paper fastener. He did so, unknowingly piercing the freshly laundered suit within. That suit happened to belong to Axeman Carruthers, the notorious lead singer and electric tuba player for The Bowling Bones, the pop-punk revival of the grandchild step-band of The Beatles and The Rolling Stones. Axeman was so incensed, so the legend and legal transcripts go, that he ordered a new rider clause be added to the appearance contracts for all his future performances, The clause stated in part that, quote, under no circumstances were... Uh, I'm sorry, am I allowed to use that word? Can I not continue to refer to them as metal crimping paper fasteners? What about over half the time? All right, but it better be written into my contract. The clause stated in part that, quote, under no circumstances were... Staplers to be used in the city, state, country, or planet where he chose to perform, for at least 30 days before the concert was set to happen. There was no legal precedent for this, and no official ground to stand on, but Axeman was the most wealthy of the members of the most wealthy band, and simply decided to purchase each city as he went through on his Welcome Me Back to Your Hearts tour. The anti, um, the anti-staple, uh, the anti-staple riots that arose out of his fans' insistence, were counteracted by a well-meaning but thoroughly confused counter-protest, in which legions of people started singing Barry Manilow songs because of the accidental similarity with the errant secretary's name. All of the anger and violence ended in the now memorable battle of the bands, in which the erstwhile secretary was crushed metaphorically speaking, having no musical talent whatsoever. Axeman had a change of heart, however, and legally married Manlow to the bassist and balloon animal instructor in the band. Thus began the currently popular statement: quote, "Do you agree to be bound by the do you agree to be bound by the staple?" End quote as a euphemism for a hasty marriage following a particularly nasty fight. Nevertheless, even though Carruthers tried to stem the tide, the law forbidding the the metal-crimping paper fasteners was passed all the way through the Supremes' court, who were, of course, the best cover band in the entire nation. It took the brave and loyal fans of the thing, the many intervening years, to generate enough interest for the San Francisco stunt to once again allow one of those things to be used, this time, no less, live on stage, before the law was ultimately deemed a little silly and plenty hasty. It was not without its risks, as the chief legislator had ringed the entire stage with confused rental enforcement officers and was prepared to hold his loosely held collection of legal papers up to the stage, and declare an attack. However, it was all over in an instant, when a freak wind caused by a well-placed fan, in both the human and mechanical senses, blew the sheaf of single pages from the chief's hand onto the stage. This happened at the precise point when the members of the Elastic Band Band stepped forward to start their set. From behind the curtain, to a riotous applause, came the lead singer, a reformed and now very much more trained Barry Manilow, followed by the electric tuba reinforcement and venture musicologist Axeman Carruthers, who had formed this new band after getting really bored of all the other members of the Bowling Bones, who were also dead. Carruthers glided gracefully out onto the stage and stomped accidentally on several of the wayward pages. Manilow and Carruthers scooped up the brief leafs, and between them managed to corral a basic pile— Axeman then pulled out the diamond-encrusted metal-crimping—oh, fine. He pulled out a stapler. Manilow revealed a box of brand-new silver-embossed staples, and they attached the chief's documents together. The chief begrudgingly and bewilderedly accepted the miraculously saved document, and the crowd roared when he proceeded to then tear it into tiny little pieces, scattering them across the lawn and suffering a large and unanticipated fine for littering. However, metal crimping paper fasteners were never used again after that, thankfully. Chants of make-bits-not-war became commonplace, and printed paper documents were phased out of existence. Peace reigned over the entire land, only marred by the return of Clippy and the binder-clip fiasco of 2714. This has been Today in Future History. I hope that you have filed this information away, but your indexes are maintained in reverse psychological order. Tune in tomorrow for similar things to today, with only minor variations like entirely different words. Stay calm, and remember that you too might learn the secrets of how you can always find a mystery inside of his... his his-mystery.